Hey everyone, Andre the Dungle Master here. Thanks for listening to Dingles and Dangles Episode Zero. This podcast and my cat are the only things keeping me sane throughout quarantine, so thank you for indulging us. This episode will start with brief character descriptions and then go right into a chat between myself and the party to introduce you to us as people rather than to the campaign world proper. We hope you enjoy, and without further ado, this is Dingles and Dangles Episode Zero. I am playing the great Lightfoot Halfling Mendo Hatrest, typical halfling adventurer, roaming the land, stumbling upon all sorts of things he can find, seeing the sights, and stumbling into, at least accidentally, somewhat on purpose, somewhat accidentally, a cult trying to basically form a new pact with some sort of demon, whatever they could do, which led to all of their untimely des- uh, demise, and what I can only understand as possibly a pact with a demon. Can't tell fully. Sally Leaf Jim Grinzire. I'm 419 years old, rock gnome druid. I hail from the land of High Harvest, the friendliest farming town south of Charlie. That is, until it was burned down, along with my husband, by the fire elemental cultist. Now I'm giving up my quiet life to dish out revenge and caramel candies. Polonius Radswell, at your service, but you may call him Polly. He is the prodigal son of a very affluent family, but now he has fallen out and seeks to reconnect with the common people. Also, he's half a cockroach. When I say dingle, you say dangle. Dingle. Dangle. Dangle. Welcome to Dingles and Dangles, a Dungles and Dongles podcast, episode zero. I am joined, as I always will be, by Lex Simpson. It's a special collector's edition. Don't trade it. Keep it in <laughs> poly app. Shut the fuck up. Samantha Grubbs. Uh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You're on the podcast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, saw your way uh, long time listener, long time caller. The podcast <laughs> does not exist yet. It's episode zero. <laughs> and all of you are hosts. Oh, what? Oh, Wait, long time what? host, too. Did we just get, like, British impressed into this? Never mind. Yeah. I never Actually, I don't want to give you that power. I'm the host. Your guests every episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, cool, cool, cool. And so here we are, about to... Start a campaign, embark on a campaign for Dungeons and Dragons. We're secretly recording this way after we started the campaign, but I'm already dead. Sh- Don't so we are gonna <laughs> talk a little bit about y'all's characters and about uh, the inspiration for them, and about y'all's personal D and D experiences. So uh, you know what? Let's roll some initiative and see who we interview first. All right, uh, Lex, what'd you get? A lot. 17. I got a 14. I got a 16. Uh, wow, you guys rolled well. Yeah. I delay my turn. <laughs> Lex, you cannot hold your action. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I want to prepare my story. Let me write this down. Give me a couple minutes. All right, yeah, you're second, so you don't even need to announce that. Lex. Uh, All right. 
Uh, you're the only one here with, I believe, any actual at the table D and D experience. So if you dive oh, into that, you've had some. <laughs> if you dive into that a little bit, uh, sure, your past. Uh, it's to be fair, it's been a long time. I played a lot more many years ago when I was younger, mostly three five. Uh, I did a little A and D, A D and D. Ages three and five. Yes, ages three through <laughs> five is when I played the most. Uh, it was hard to, but it, it learned me some motor skills. I learned adding <laughs> and subtracting. Uh, I played a little bit of ADD, but it was mostly story-wise, and I hate it because Thacko sucks. Come at me, nerds. Um, <laughs> I played a lot of three five is most of what I do. I'm usually a rogue. I like skill based stuff, which is of course three five is a little more prepped for a lot of that stuff too. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know how five or four did, uh, but I played a lot of campaigns, mostly rogues, uh, a couple monks. Fighters, whatever filled in. I just like the... I like a lot of the social aspect. Whenever I play anything else, I like having a lot of diplomacy and uh, that kind of stuff. Which is why Mendo is completely the opposite of usually what I play. You just wanted to dive uh, in the like, opposite direction from the start. Primarily. I just... I very rarely play casters. In fact, the last uh, wizard I played was actually a rogue disguised as a wizard. So... Uh, we do have a few episodes under our belt now. How are you finding the spell casting? Uh, so it's a lot easier. I know it's easier in 5 than it was in 3 just because you have a default kind of spell attack that the whole Eldritch Bolt thing. The cantrip. Yeah, instead of just kind of running out and running behind a rock and going, good luck, guys. <laughs> I have a crossbow, uh, I guess. Yeah, I hope you're doing all right. I'm going to roll my minus 4 to hit over here. Um, oh, man. Which, to be fair, rogues. I, none of my rogues were ever that great at combat anyway. I always liked talking and sneaking and stuff like that so yeah i like that's that's the social aspect that's what's always fun for me is that whole like i i did unfortunately or fortunately depending on you play play uh shadow run a little bit and i always made a face and i would do all the talking and all oh. the setup and as soon as combat start i would literally <laughs> run away and say you guys are shadow run is interesting because it's uh, a hard system and i've never been able to penetrate it Ugh. And <laughs> it's a bucket of d6s. It's so many d6s. Uh, let's go to let's go to Samantha. I believe you had the next highest score. I did. Uh, oh boy! Right, have you prepared your story? Is it fully ready? Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> you are fully in the spot. I don't know if you think this is the only time. Uh, uh, no. So yeah, this is my first, uh, if you want to call it, real D and D campaign. I've been. I think I've been begging you to, uh, you know write something or include me in so thanks for I, I'm so sorry to hear that everyone else fell through <laughs> but thanks for choosing me Crap, does she know we kicked her out does she know <laughs> the auditions were vigorous guys yeah. yeah so I I'm excited to play because I think like most uh, I don't know if you want to call mainstream people like D&D right that's a pretty geeky thing and a no one that I grew up with ever really played it, but as I grew older and learned what it was, it was like, oh, heck yeah, like that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm just going to point out, you're, you're, she's very walking back her previous. Oh. <laughs> this is our second recording, and she's walking her language back real hard. Yeah, we are re recording this because Samantha spent like maybe five full minutes shitting on nerds. <laughs> just five. It was very wow. offensive. Wow, this is really going to mess with my campaign, my <laughs> political campaign. That is why I'm on here. I don't know what campaign you guys are talking about. But... All those websites you made, though, are already going to stop you from that. 
You belong to a lot of problematic subreddits, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw Samantha was subscribed to the Red Pill. That was arguably the least problematic. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, our our D and D are nerds. Okay. Yes, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to be very diplomatic, Lex. Okay. Uh, and- but no, growing. Did you actually? know anything about D&D like growing up at all or was this something that you just heard about in adulthood no I'm from a small town in Louisiana so I don't know when I first heard the words Dungeons and Dragons uh but I think sometime in like middle or high school but like I said no one was really playing it just through what I saw in popular culture um and so yeah but I'm excited you know I my background, I guess, is in improv, and that's largely what D and D is, I believe. Uh, but like I said, this is my first time playing, so I'm excited. And uh, I'm playing Leaf Jim, which yes, the Moon Druid. Uh, are we getting into inspiration now, or yeah, yeah? What what drew you to the mo- the Moon Druid? What what drew you there? Oh yeah, so uh, basically just uh, me. What I want to be whenever I'm an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I remember you telling me you wanted to turn into a whole bunch of things. Andre hates. <laughs> that's what I remember. Oh, the gate. Oh, and that's a preview. You don't even know what that means. Yes, yet. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Leaf Gem will exclusively turn into thing, creatures that I don't understand what they are throughout this campaign. <laughs> but uh, the viewers don't know that yet. What they do know is that you are a grandma. What made you, okay, so this is old Sam goals is Leaf Basically, Jim. and some, like, current Sam goals, like, you know. That's fair. Some goals that she's already accomplished. <laughs> I just, I, I think I'm a, a grandma. Sam really wants to be a widower. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> we, do, we do have to start recording at 6.30 because Sam does need to be asleep by 10 p.m. Yes, I instituted that rule of, like, yeah, I gotta, like, we gotta be done by 9.30 p.m. So I can get ready for bed and uh, wake up really early and, and get my day started. Make some make some freaking salt taffy candy and yes. Make, make sure all the neighborhood children get on the bus. She's gonna she's gonna set her hair in curlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sit on a pot of cream of wheat for tomorrow. <laughs> I have a, so I'm I'm curious, especially for you and Sawyer. When we get to you guys, for people who've never. This is your first big campaign. How did you approach? So you approach the character as though. It's something kind of a personal goal. Because I know after a while, if you make so many characters or whatever, like me, I just wanted to play a wizard. And then I was like, oh, shit, I can be possessed by a demon. That's great. I like giving the the DM a lot of agency over my character so I can deal with it because I like the role play. So how did you approach Gem Gem and all well, that? Well, so, so, I mean, I don't know if this is going to give it away, but uh, keep listening, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I I knew I wanted to do something with, like, shape-shifting. Um oh. To really, I don't know, just expand the playing field and, like, but then I thought, you know, juxtaposing that with, like, being an old lady who probably isn't the most dexterous or, uh, you know, nimble or fast, just being able to, like, transform into those creatures, uh, you know, while still having this personality of an old lady was, would be an interesting play. Maybe not the strongest character, right? Like, the best fighter, but just, uh, you know, I'm going for narrative here, so... A strong character concept rather than a physically strong character, right? <laughs> Which is always better. 
It's always better to have a stronger concept than like try to power game your way through. Uh, yes. Hard disagree. Power game all day long. Meta game all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you can find a happy See, medium. I, right. Yeah, and, you know, as a DM uh, who has very rarely gotten to be a player, whenever I make a character, it's always like <laughs> min max to shit, and just like, oh uh, yeah, I shoot my crossbow seventeen times because I can do that at level three. <laughs> So I like I like going the other way. I like seeing my stats and then seeing what to play sometimes because I once had like a five rolled in something and I was like, well, that's going to int and I'm just a big freaking dummy or something to that effect. I like not using any critical reading skills and doing the exact wrong thing. <laughs> uh, let's get to that, Sire. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. What is your knowledge? What was your? We know you haven't played in a D and D game proper, right? Prior to this. Uh, but what- no, so I, uh, I am coming in with like like the bare minimum of like even real exposure to Dungeons and Dragons, like uh, con- concepts, yes, but like it itself. Uh, to grow off of the uh, small town Louisiana, I grew up in a small town in Texas, uh, where they were still fully doing the Dungeons and Dragons as Satanism thing. Uh, it was not around. Uh, Only if you're doing it right. <laughs> I wonder where they would get that idea based off of what I've seen from Mendo and. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I was a, I was a Warcraft baby, yeah. uh, starting off with the real-time strategy game, Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos, and then later, the Frozen Throne, and then, uh, so that level of, like, role-playing I had experience with, uh, I was a paladin back whenever, it was real shitty to be a World of Warcraft paladin, because I love paladins. <laughs> is there anything else you think you might want to experiment with outside of paladins, or is that still the calling? I mean... This has just deepened my incredible love for the paladin. Maybe I'll get freaky someday and experiment with a cleric. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, no matter what, you're going to be serving God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like healing. I like not getting, like, I like big old armor. <laughs> big old. Would you say gifting is your love language? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's I gotta a, say, I'm with you, Sire. There's always been something with paladins that seem really great of, like, half fighter, half healer, that never turns out like you want it to. It always <laughs> seems to be like, I can barely fight and I can barely heal. It's really more... Uh, paladins are fucking insane in 5e. Oh, yeah? But they are really good, but it's like, you don't ever heal because all your spell slots are uh, <laughs> dedicated to smiting people. But you do have lay on hands. See, yeah, I love touching myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you do touch yourself a lot. <laughs> Instead of your friends. Yeah, so definitely coming into a, a, a new format of playing, <laughs> uh, I wanted to keep, give myself that, that comfort, that warm, fuzzy feeling of uh, a character concept that I was already familiar with, uh, you know, like a, an, an approach to gameplay. Uh, the White Cockroach Man. Oh, that's right. Uh, so for those of you keeping track at home, uh, my character, Polonius Radswell, is a cockroach man. Uh, a shifter. Reflavored beast hide shifter for those act- keeping mechanical tabs. Uh, yeah, so whenever we were first starting to talk about like entertaining the idea of a campaign, um, Dungeons & Dragons lends itself to a lot of creativity. And I... You mean it's for nerds? <laughs> creativity is for nerds. There, she's keep digging, true Sam. Colors. Sam, keep digging. Here comes <laughs> Sam. She's coming out. Guns out. Sam grubs guns. Gun grub. You thought I was done. I'm, so- I'm sorry I interrupted. So I was digesting some Doctor Strange love, um, post-nuclear fallout, uh, death cloud sort of material, and I was uh, dealing with it, and I decided why not deal with it through role-playing games. Uh, 
the the concept of nuclear fire uh very similar to the old testament version of divinity uh and that made me tee hee hee so i said why not this man and why not a cockroach there's nothing funnier than nuclear war in the old testament <laughs> oh yes oh it gets me so tickled um oh, i love that chapter <laughs> Yeah, and so once I saw, like, there was the, the ability, <laughs> that chapter, oh my god, uh, once I saw there was the ability to, like, like layer some, some animal on top of some person, I was like, ah, oh, I could be a cockroach. I would love to be a cockroach. Uh, and then you begged me to have a pet cockroach named Twinkie that lives in a little fallout shelter around here. Yes! That's pretty cool. Twinkie's my best friend, um, played by Hickok, the ginger cat who sometimes meows but you never really can even hear him so now just a, an open question everybody is like what 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 kind of uh what what are you looking to get out of this campaign i mean obviously it's fun to have like in in these pandemic times to have a weekly escape uh but is there any like aspect of the game that you're excited to dive more into is it exploring the world is it interacting with npcs is it comedy is it combat i've always enjoyed um the role-playing aspect, whether it's with NPCs or the PCs, and just seeing how that all builds and um, interacts in development. I like, I've always really enjoyed, like, even as a DM, I'm super loose on the rules when I play, when I DM, because I, whatever's going to serve the story or the character more is what I like, so I like when weird shit, like, Mendo's possessed, which is out of my hands for the most part, and I enjoy that kind of stuff, and how he'll have to deal with it, or... Uh, uh, or or Jim Jim with her dead husband and family, and <laughs> Polly with his crazy turning into bugs and trying to discovering the new world. I like his big wide open eyes and how the horrors of the world may or may not affect him, etc. Mm-hmm. So those are the, those are the aspects I really dig on personally. Yeah, that's a a big goal of mine for Polly. Polly is very much modeled off of a lot of just beautiful little innocent boys from college. Uh, <laughs> And I want to see what uh, th- that character type that I'm so intimately familiar with. What people have different thoughts. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> uh, no, these are people that I know, and I'm enjoying like the uh, like like trying to project character growth from this trope of a person that I've been in contact with for five years. Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm just in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make buku bucks off of this pod, and you're gonna give it to us, you fucking listeners. Subscribe. Somehow, Sam has already made like three grand off of this, and I have no idea how. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is straight. Dr- so, I mean, she asked for all of our bank account numbers. Is how that? Oh fuck! And they gave it to me. I so just, I really needed to put my power of attorney somewhere. <laughs> I really needed a third person doing. for this podcast, and she'd only do it if I gave her my bank account number. No, I mean, besides the money, it's. And the <laughs> and the fun and the camaraderie, like you said, of having something. Besides these trash bags of money, I'm sleeping on. <laughs> Nothing makes more money than a Zoom recorded D and D podcast. There isn't a better way to make an income. Improv, um... improv does. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of that yeah. makes more money. Just straight normal. No, you're thinking of the word costs yeah, money. I- Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I just I think it's going to be interesting to see how our characters and you know the way that we talked about them at the beginning. Not really, because I don't think any of us really like fully planned what was going to go down or really thought about all the the intimate details and those 
as those come out in the episodes, it's been really interesting to see, you know, just the character arcs and uh, and how you think, you know, Polly might react to this or, and even like how they react, but then also, you know, it's all up in the roles. So <laughs> that's always interesting whenever, when you can get a bastard 20, you know. Oh, nothing like a bastard 20. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that uh, the most exciting part has seen how much better we have gotten <laughs> at this oh, man. in the course. So if you're about to listen to episode one, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we get so much better. <laughs> believe us, we get so much better. Believe us, believe in us for Sorry. five hours, and after that, <laughs> we're really good. Yeah, yeah, it's like most movie franchises. I, I think instead... Find enjoyment and pleasure in just all the mistakes that we're making all over the place. Oh, yeah. But don't worry. I've cut out, like, probably an hour and a half collectively of us, like, looking things up in dice rolls. Oh, that's good. How the fuck does sanctuary work? (laughs) That happens a lot. Especially with whatever Sam turns into. Which I hope next is some kind of Cthulhu scenario. Yes. I I mean, you know, on our social media pages, please, like, (laughs) throw some ideas out. To me, because my my goal is to piss Andrea off. The more infuri- yeah, if you have ideas for Samantha to wild shape into, like just homebrews that don't exist in any D and D text, uh, something you came yes. up with off the dome. Just, send me- just uh, say that, and Sam will wild shape into it, and we will spend six minutes looking it up in the <laughs> monster manual. Just waiting for it to straight up turn into Spider Man. Like no, <laughs> it will just say no. That is a swim speed. You don't get that until eighth level. <laughs> uh, it's it's. It's going to be fun, guys. How about you, Andre? Yeah. What do you enjoy about you? DMing this sucker? Particularly if you can't play a normal character, quote-unquote. See, I don't like uh, I don't like playing as much as I like DMing. I think that's probably common because, I, like, I was the first, like, you know, I think a lot of people get introduced to D&D by a DM, but I just got introduced by, like, hearing about it and looking it up and then buying all the books and learning about them alone <laughs> and then DMing for friends. And so everyone I've played D&D with, I've introduced to D&D. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and so to me, it's all, it's like the most fun thing is to like introduce or in Lex's case, reintroduce people to the game and like see something happen for the first time. The first time they fail a saving throw, uh, <laughs> yes. a look on someone's face, uh, you know, the first time they're learning how the game works is probably the, the most fun aspect to me that, that's happened so far. Especially seeing how much you guys have gotten into character over the course of the last few episodes mm-hmm. uh, has definitely been the most rewarding aspect to it. But, you know, I also, I, I guess I just enjoy uh, panicked writing the session. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> happening today. That yeah, I right. love sweating in my room. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, so that's just been like fun for me, I guess. Very nice. uh, Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just the, I, like I, I guess I've I've run a lot of modules as well, and I, I really like that for like the last minute preparation stuff. But uh, c- kind of making a world kind of tailor made around the character concepts you guys came up with, and building out from that, like tailoring it to your character, yeah, has been the most like unique experience on the pod. So Andre, have you have you created or reused any characters in particular? I don't know if you want to talk about that, um, but, you know. Uh, without spoilers, yeah. I will say that um, Cookie is from another campaign. Ooh. Uh, for those... I believe that. desert merchant that our party meets named Cookie that our, uh, our players meet. He's, he's actually an NPC in another campaign. 
that I am a party member in, that I'm a player in. And oh. there are NPCs yet to come, I will say, yeah. th- that are that are based on players that I've had in my game. Yeah. So oh, our, uh, I see. The pod is part of the extended Andre DM universe. Every, all of my DMing is connected. And Babylex, ha- Babylex the city is in every campaign. Oh, excellent. Yeah. That's your, uh, oh, damn it, I know there's a good word for this. What is it? There's one in every, every universe has the one anchor thing in alternate universes. I'm moving on. There's always a... There, there's always a light... Lighthouse? Man in a la- man in a lighthouse. Yeah, blam. Yeah, That's what I was looking for. City in a lighthouse. City in a lighthouse. Fuck me. There's always a Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my new goal is to have Leaf Jim appear in one of your, like, off-screen campaigns, I guess. Off-air. I, as long as it's a very serious one, because I just want her and her caramels just to show up. And I just want to remind you guys that uh, that document that you signed, I actually own all of your characters and the information, so... Wow. Uh, Not Sam has established in the LLC uh, that she is the sole I, proprietor. I wish I had to put my social on there, too. That wasn't uh, even a line. You just chose to yeah. write it. I thought that she could use it. <laughs> she can't. No, and I did. Thank you. <laughs> My credit has never been better, weirdly. Um, Alright guys, my electricity is about to be shut off because Sam has emptied my bank account. <laughs> uh, so that's all we have for you this time. But please join all us right. next week for our first inaugural <laughs> episode <laughs> of Dingles and Dangles and Dungles and Dongles podcast. <laughs> uh, see you guys next week. Bye! 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 Yeah, I've got nothing. Thank you all so, so much for listening. If you care enough to listen to this all the way through, then please also care enough to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app and share it with a friend. Word of mouth really does make all the difference. You can follow us on at DingDangPod on all social media or send us an email to DingDangPod at gmail.com. I will try to respond if Sam does let me turn my power back on, but in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Bye.